0: Hi guys, what's up? It's Candace K. It's COVID time. It's back. And I always feel it's necessary to come back to you when you need me the most to let you know I'm never going to let you go and I'm never going to leave you. And we're all in this together for real. This is episode 52 of the Wabi Sabi podcast. And today we're going to be talking about five really important things that kept me going when I felt like I was in my deepest and darkest of the trenches. And I'm always amazed by the notes that you write to me. And sometimes I forget that the power and the love and the magic are all inside of me until I have another female bring that to my attention. (laughs) My mom, you know, she, She never actually told me that I was great growing up because she's Japanese and they don't do that. (laughs) But she definitely talked about how great I was to other people behind my back, which is sort of sneaky, but it's very Asian tiger mom. Um, There's a whole episode on tiger moms. If you scroll down to the Wabi Sabi pod, check it out. You've got a lot of free time. You don't have any excuses. I also learned that I cursed a lot. Um, Jenna Kutcher had me on her beautiful Gold Digger podcast, which I want all of you and encourage all of you to go listen to. I will make sure to put it into the notes for the podcast today. Jenna is actually one of the women that brought to my attention how powerful my spirit, my legacy, and my love of writing truly is. And not all of us are profound storytellers on our own that can hold up a podcast solo. And so I thought it was really necessary to come back to you because I know you remember everything that I've taught you. I remember most things that I've learned along the way, but I always remember how others make me feel. And that's something that we're gonna talk about today. I wanna be really clear with you. Today is a podcast dedicated to all of those graduates in 2020. Whether you got your high school diploma, your college degree, continuing education, your master's, a PhD, whatever it was. I mean, I went to culinary school and trade school after Long Beach State. And my former degree is in interpersonal and organizational communications, which I pride myself in being a very good communicative writer and storyteller. I'm going to put a little bit of a story into the perspective of what's going on so there's a lot going on right now a lot of noise and i'm going to dedicate this to the class of 2020 in saying that america you need a little boost right now and i'm here to help here are five things that carried me through the trenches and that got me through my hardest times I'm one of those authors and writers that has penned multiple books at the biggest publishers in the world, and now my work is published across the world in multiple languages. I'm very proud to be able to share these stories with you so that we can help each other to learn and grow, not when times are great and not when everything is fucking fabulous, but when things are shitty and you're down and you're in the trenches. So please share this podcast with one of your best girlfriends today and repost it on Instagram so that others can see the light that exists within each of us. If we do not share each other's stories and if we don't help each other out during these hard times, we'll never be able to move on from this. Today I'm going to start by telling you guys about a nightmare that I got myself into over the last few years. I began writing a book, which was later pitched into a series for a Japanese network that I proudly wrote based off of my legacy and my lineage. If you have the book, Kintsugi Wellness, whoop, whoop I love you, that's a big kiss for you on the lips, or wait, maybe on the cheeks, Sorry. I've been told that I'm being way too personal on the pod sometimes. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Anyways, Kintsugi Wellness was such a great and beautiful book, but what you didn't see was how painful it was to write. So what happened was I, I, years ago, I went into a Japanese network and I had to ha- started to have meetings with them. They were blown away because if you can see this and understand it, the Japanese don't know they're unique because they're so beautifully imbued in their own culture the Americans don't really get the Japanese in full because they see how unique they are and they think that we're like sushi, geisha, and sake. And that's not what we are. It takes a Japanese American to go to Japan and say, holy shit, this is an amazing culture and I can't believe that Western culture doesn't understand all of Eastern culture. There goes my computer. The power was out here. And then it just went on now. Kind of creepy. (laughs) I love it when the power's out. Light the candles and bring out the journal. Start writing with a good old pencil again. So what I'm getting to is... I wasn't really clear with the network about an accurate depiction of the story that I wanted to tell with this documentary that was based off of Kintsugi Wellness. If you don't have the book and you want a big juicy kiss, you're going to have to go buy it. It's on Amazon. It's 20 bucks. It's worth every frickin' penny. And it would be awesome if you supported my work. To be clear with what you really want in business and in life and when you get out there after graduation is to be really honest with yourself. You can go out there and start an Instagram page tomorrow or a podcast or a blog. But what does it mean? Like, have you ever thought about the why? Why are you doing it? How does it make you feel? What are you talking about? Who are you talking to? If you don't have a skill set yet, I highly recommend you go out and you learn and you educate and you grow before you go out and try to take big adult jobs. I made that mistake when I was 22 and I was enrolled in culinary school, and I was so upset that I didn't have a show with Food Network. And lo and behold, here we are, and I have a show with Food Network. (laughs) I'm on their Food Network Kitchen app. If you want to see me cooking in action, we can cook together. You can find me on the Food Network Kitchen app. It's an easy download. But what I'm getting to is saying, there's no way that I could have been extra clear with NHK about what I wanted to do on this new documentary with Japan if I didn't educate myself and if I didn't have the skill set. What I learned over the past 15 years of making constant mistakes in media was, if I didn't know how to do something, then I went out and I fucking learned how to do it. You must go intern with at least three bosses. like I mean like Sophia Maruso. Ariana Huffington, you can even look up the beautiful work of Tara Brach. I love her, her meditations, her books, her work. She speaks from a very Buddhist perspective. As you guys know, my mother is Buddhist and I feel so much more of the Buddha, Zen, and the acceptance of life and all of its imperfections coming out into my work. Doesn't mean that I'm perfect, it means that I accept what I can't change through the day to day during COVID. And I can do my part every day to make a difference. And being clear, you can observe and you can grow and you can tell the network what you want. You can tell the publishing house what you want. You can tell every director, producer, writer, manager, agent, lawyer, business partner, developer, graphic artist, Editor, if I already said that, I have editors in multitudes of spaces. But what I'm trying to say is the more educated, the more, the bigger your resume and your experience and your skill set and your education, the more you're going to be able to get clear on what you want. It took me over 15 years to figure out where I am now. That is not to discourage you out of school. Out of culinary, or out of Long Beach State, I took a year off and I modeled all over the world, which actually included, ironically, Hong Kong and China, which I learned a lot about life from, and how lucky we are to be in the U.S. and have beautiful, clean, healthy, a healthy lifestyle that's now sort of been questioned, and I think we can get into that later, but. If you can get really clear about where you want to go in this life, then think about the women you admire or the skill set that you want to achieve. If it's graphic arts, if it's podcasting, if it's writing, if it's producing, if it's filmmaking, if it's pottery, if it's watercolor, go and learn how to do it. Speak another language. Go do something beautiful with your life. And then when the big wigs come, when the big jobs come, I mean, I'm officially an executive producer, director, writer, producer, and line producer, which is not fun. Oh my God. I've been on budget sheets for the last few weeks. You can get really clear about what you want when you have the ammo in your pocket to back that shit up. So if you don't have experience, please, Lord have mercy, go get a skill set. Also, if you're hiring, please, this is a note to everybody who hires other people, please hire women of color and diversity when you're making decisions. It solves a lot of problems. We're smart, we're ethical, we're humble, and we do a really, really good job. Chef Curtis, I used to cook under at the Roy's in downtown L.A., told me that he loved hiring female chefs because they were actually more efficient and they worked in tandem in a beautiful dance in the kitchen. And I still think that's true. A lot of problems could be solved if you had just hired more ethnic women of diversity, but also support your friends that might have a different look to them. Because guess what? They have had it harder than you. Doesn't mean they're better or worse off, but they've definitely had Slurs, discrimination, lower pay. They've had things happen to them that you probably haven't experienced. And you should make yourself a little bit aware about where they come from and what they've been doing and how humble and beautiful so many of their immigrant stories really are. My parents are immigrants and they're so humbled by grace and they did have to work harder than everyone else to get here which is why I think that I really envy my grandparents on the Polish side for bringing the family over. And I really admire my mother for coming here and making something out of nothing. Kindness. Number two, you don't really know what other people are going through. And so even if you want to make up stories in your head about what's happening or how things are going down or what's going on behind the scenes? Isn't that person talking about me? You might've been making up a narrative in your head about things that aren't really happening. I have a lot of stories about friends and friendships and even old agents that used to be my best friends. At one point, kindness was probably a big part of our relationship. And sometimes things just fall apart. People get sick. People lose their jobs. Finances can destroy someone's life. Relationships unveil and sort of fall apart. And there's this bigger master plan that's sort of happening behind the scenes. And you have to understand that even if you graduated and you have no jobs, there are jobs available that you can take right now. Believe me, I was a waitress, I was a bartender, I was someone's PA. I freaking helped my friend on set for Country Living Magazine as her props assistant, wrapping ceramics, while the next days I would get asked to judge on like Iron Chef. While I was writing my books, I could barely afford rent in Brooklyn. You guys know this. You never really know what someone's going through. So it's important to practice kindness towards everyone at all times if you possibly can and you always can. Nothing was ever perfect and that's sort of why I always called this podcast Wabi Sabi because I'm Japanese, FYI, so I'm allowed to um, talk about my heritage. (laughs) Sorry, that's a nod to cultural appropriation, which we can talk about in another episode. Um, I was destroyed as a kid, like, being confused, being teased. And you guys all know, like, there's a lot of horrible slurs that were thrown at me growing up that I won't really be able to forget. But I'm not going to let them define who I am. Because if I lived with that hatred or that resentment in my heart, I probably wouldn't be kind to other people. It's really hard, you know, like being the bigger person almost 90% of the time. I'd rather live and die being a kind and good and honest person than I would ever. Taking on the hate that other people have thrown at me and putting it on to others. I always kind of saw that as like a really big red flag to remember to kind of stay away from that person. And at the same time, we need to remember that everybody might be going through something different in their life. And whether it's financial hardship, job loss, illness, somebody maybe just passed, or even like it could just be you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I need to take a page from my own book and remember to be kind to everyone as much as possible. So, girls, in graduating, if you can remember to be a good person, put your hand on your heart and say this I will remember to be a good person. Say it again. I will remember to be a good person. I will remember to be a good person. If you do this and you always take the high road, even when it sucks, I promise you everything will come out better on the other side. I promise. I've seen it. I've lived it. I've done it. I'm doing it. Number three, culture. If we can remember that this country is made up of a multitude of cultures that are beautifully put into one place My mother is Japanese and my father's Polish-American. Their best friends, John and Cynthia, were, one was from Sweden and the other was from Jamaica. My godparents, Gracie and Vern, Gracie is from Mexico City, she's Mexican, and Vern is American. And then my other godparents, Zoilo and Irene are Filipino. I grew up seeing every color every shade and every facet of this thing this beautiful thing called love in loving one another we were virtually saying that the color of our skin and the way we look doesn't even matter what matters is we love one another we can share love and be love we can do love And we can do good things in secret, too. We don't need to be flashy and tell everybody on Instagram what we're doing all the time. I would use COVID as a little bit of a break for you to exercise going inward and doing things like meditating, praying for others, drinking matcha and practicing mindfulness in the morning, writing in a journal, going to ride your bike, taking a swim at the beach, going surfing, Learning how to stand up paddleboard. Taking a kayak out into the water. Learning to paint a beautiful watercolor. Sketching in a book. Dreaming up your next business endeavor. Having sex with a hot partner, of course, safely. (laughs) Drinking with one of your besties over a Zoom call. Having a glass of wine and pairing it with food that you cooked. Picking up one of Candace Kumai's cookbooks and cooking from it. Checking out all of Candace's recipes on Well and Good every Friday. She comes out with a new one. We're going to Candace's website, CandiceKumai.com, and cooking up amazing recipes from different cultures. What we can learn from culture is that it is the opposite of trend. I don't give a fuck about trends. I mean, maybe in my fucking teens. But trends really are here to come and go, but culture is here to stay. And so if somebody says that we need to erase culture, I'm pretty sure that that isn't going to happen unless we allow it to happen. And as Americans, we can do a better job of taking care of each other through better understanding of one another and where we come from. If you listen to podcast number 51, you'll learn a story from my friends, Janelle Hamilton and Barry Parasram. They're both of Jamaican and Trinidad descent. They come from different places of the world. Janelle comes from the UK and Brazil and Barry comes from Trinidad and the US. Their stories are remarkable. I commend them and love them because they're so different. I love their culture and I respect them. I come from Japan and Poland. My parents taught me what it meant to be American. Number one, I'm American, but I look like I'm Polynesian or Hawaiian or Asian. Or a Hapa, a mixed kid. So I associate myself with a lot of Asian culture, particularly Japanese. That's what I study and I learn. And I, I learn to own my culture. But it wasn't really until... After high school, because I was teased so much through, I mean, as early as first grade, I remembered starting to get called a chink. And it it was a really tough thing for a child, because everybody else was white or Hispanic. Predominantly white. There were very little Asians. I think there were like two or three of us in... My high school grade or in high school in general. And it was pretty sad to be that kid where you like never really fit in. But the beauty was, is my best friends never saw that. They only just saw they saw a person. And that's how we should look at culture all the time. You don't know what somebody else's experience is until you've learned it. You can also check check out my website for a blog post that I wrote called Diversity is beautiful. I wanted to share a story of all of my friends and how fabulous they are and how I hire women of diversity on purpose because I know we make less money than men and we do a better job. (laughs) Truth. Okay. Go vote, dude. That is my fourth note to you as a class of 2020 and dear America, go vote, man you're not registered, you better fucking register right now and you better go vote for the party that's better suited. As far as we're concerned, please do the right thing. Your vote makes a difference. If you don't like something in public policy, then you go and change it in DC. Do not write a rant on Facebook or on Instagram. Please, Lord, it is a waste of time. I want you to go out and I want you to do diligence in the places that really matter If you're donating to somebody, do your research. Who are you donating to? Do you really know where their money's going? And all these people that posted all this stuff about how they really care about Black Lives Matter, go volunteer at a soup kitchen. Go volunteer at a boys and girls club. Go volunteer at a homeless shelter, and then you go tell me that Black Lives Matter. I'm out there in the field working and donating side by side with people and have been my entire life my father still donates all of his time during the week to the food bank. I love that man. Salt to the earth, humble as fuck. Could give a fuck about posting on social. My parents are so fucking cool they don't even have a cell phone because they don't want one. That's legit gangster. In Japanese culture, we have a term called intoku, which means doing good in secret. You do not need to tell everybody what you're doing all the time. Keep it on the low. And when you have something brilliant to say, more people will listen to you. Focus on quality over quantity, guys. That goes for dating also, men or women, whichever way you go. Okay. Educating yourself is going to be one of my last notes for the day today because you can tell I get so emotional about taking care of other people and volunteering and how one post on Instagram does not make you all of a sudden really supporting the right causes. You need to go on the field and work with people. You need to educate yourself on where your money's going, who you're following on Instagram, where you're going to go next. I mean, for goodness sake, girls, have you thought about a new skill set, new jobs, where you want to go? Remember, even if you're 45, 50 years old, can still go out and read new books, learn new skills, change jobs, ladies. I'm so proud of you. Many of you have written to me because you loved my Gold Digger podcast on pivoting and changing, redirecting your sales. I am here to always constantly inspire you. The best way that you can move from your accounting gig or your gig at the bank or your gig Goldman Sachs or Chase Bank, all these rich motherfuckers. The best thing you can do is redirect your sales into the light in which you want to see change. Think about that. I want to see change in journalism and in better reporting and storytelling, authentic stories, and changing the lives of others by serving justice. So guess what? I'm gonna go and fucking do that. I just signed with the best agency as far as journalism is considered. And I absolutely will promise you guys, I don't just talk, which is why you don't see me on the pod all the time. I am out on the field doing the right work with the right women and the right men at the right time in the right way. And also, aside with education, please remember this one thing, ladies. If you can do everything right the first time, you will never see backlash or fuck-ups. I mean, you still will, but not not as much. <laughs> I mean, people are going to come after you, even if your mother Teresa or the Pope or freaking, you know, John Lennon. God bless all three of them. Lord knows the Dalai Lama is the one person I think that's still left that I just, like, please pray. Pray to those who need love and light in this world and look to the Dalai Lama for hope. Contentment, prayer. I'm going to remind you guys of a couple of things today. Be clear about what you want when you graduate. Get the skill set that you can gain over multiple years so that you can really go out there with ammo behind what you're doing. Kindness really goes a long way and it's free. Culture is what we have And what we're all made of, culture is the opposite of trend. Go vote because it makes a difference and it's like lighting a fire under the other party's ass and telling him to get the fuck out. Sorry. Um, Educate, educate, educate. Man, there's one thing I find so blazing hot in another man or it could have been a woman, whatever, you know, way you go. It's education. When somebody's smart, it's just a beautiful thing to experience in life. And that doesn't mean one way of book smart or one way of, you know, I don't know, tech smart. It just means find somebody who inspires you and makes you think in different ways and different forms and in different light. I'm always looking to the light for beautiful things to find the stardust that we're all made of at the end of the day and never comparing or never judging and trying to be a better person internally. Because when you work on yourself every day, personally, inside, in your heart, if you can work on yourself first before you criticize others, that is the greatest gift you could give to yourself. Use COVID as a gift, please. Ladies, I'm so concerned and worried about you and the state of our country right now. Just wear a mask, stay indoors as much as possible, be safe, respect others, look at who you're following. Please make sure you know where your dollars are going. And trust me when I say, when you start doing all the right things, making all the right moves, when you start working on what Tara Brach calls radical acceptance in your heart these magical things that you have asked for and maybe even more will start to come your way and it will not come easy in fact if you're a chosen one and I know you know what I mean you will have more obstacles coming at you like daggers and swords It'll look like people will want to tie your hands behind your back, blindfold you, and light you on fire just so that you won't be able to get through what they want to torment you for. Sometimes people can see the light in you and it bothers them. It's not you, it's something in them. So you can't let other people's opinions and their trolling and their comments that are dirty affect you. Be graceful and humble, especially in receiving criticism, because nobody above you will ever criticize you, only those below you. I leave you with this last note of things that you can do before I take your questions, and that is to remember who you are and where you're going. Paint the journey that you wish to see and be. Be curious about your next steps. Stay safe and use this time as a gift. Use this time as a gift. Say it to yourself. Use this time as a gift. This is extra time you have to better yourself right now. And I'm going to use it as a gift. I don't need to hear all the noise around me. I know exactly who the fuck I am and where I'm going. I don't care about what other people are doing. I never have. I don't look around often. I only look inside. That's all I need to see. Thanks, you guys. I'm going to take your questions now and also on top of questions, I'm also going to let you know that you should sign up for my newsletter right now because we've got big things coming up. I'll be working with Create Cultivate on their next few months of programming, um, including their Beauty Summit, which I'm super proud to be a part of. And I also will be working on a couple of new projects and I want you to keep it juicy with me and remember if you can sign up for my newsletter, please do me a favor and write a five-star rating for the Wabi Sabi podcast, especially if you want to see it much more regularly. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Okay. So I'm going to start out with a couple of these questions. Um, Kay Thompson wrote, hey, I need a little bit of networking advice during this time hey, well, that's easier at this time, right? You don't have to go out and make a fuss at all those crazy events. What I suggest is becoming part of a network of ladies who work together. And let's see, I'm thinking like my friends at almost 30 have a community board. You can sign up for a couple of new people's newsletters that you really wanna follow so that you can ask them to intern for them It's really easy to be a part of an online community. You can check out a couple of different groups in your local area. And the best way that I suggest to do that is to start volunteering. So when I used to volunteer at a food bank, I met so many cool people. And I also would volunteer at a multitude of nonprofits. And when I did that, I met some of the nicest people ever. Giving people. When you want to make new friends... It's important to go deep inside and say to yourself, "Who do I want to emulate and be like?" So that's why I became a part of women's groups. I started to write for Girl Boss. I began taking time to write for Well and Good over eight years now and, and counting. And then when I even met my editors at Vogue and my friends that were at L, I was so blown away by them. Make friends with girls that you really want to get to know. And spend time with people that make you feel good. Okay, so a few questions. One girl, Meredith Post, asks, how do you balance a new relationship with the demands of your career? Great question, Meredith. I may be doing this at the moment. (laughs) You know what? My career is what I make of it now because I've put in so many years. So I balance my schedule out. I still turned in a new show pitch. I'm still writing a new book. I'm still focused on the NHK show. I am part of a new startup that I'm excited to announce to all of you. I still write stories for Well and Good, Create and Cultivate, Girl Boss. I run a business, actually two now. And the way that I can find time... Oh, I still write my own newsletters, by the way, and work all of our own social, and I write all of my own posts for my website, which is, you know, besides that, I do a lot of other work, like branding work. I've signed over a hundred branding deals over the last decade and I help many brands. I've used the word multitude quite a bit today, haven't I? Sorry. Um, It's the word of the day, Pee-wee's Playhouse. So I would say the most important thing is to remember that you really have to focus and when you can put your energy into the right places like at the right time i learned to develop a schedule that works for me so this morning we took a call with japan then we took a pre-pro meeting before that then i worked on packaging and labels and then i worked on turning in a book proposal a show proposal And I had a call with a lawyer. I'm working on new contracts. And I also make sure to keep up with those around me that help me every day on organizing my schedule because that's important. On the weekends, Meredith, I make time for a man. And that's very important to me. And I've been committing to that. And we'll do hiking, going to the beach, cooking, doing cool shit. It's awesome. We even just sit and read books together sometimes and like nerd out and talk about self-care and beauty. And that is all I'm going to say about that. You have to make time for those that you love. Put in the extra effort and don't ignore them just because you have work. Cut your schedule at six every day because COVID is actually a time where you can do that. Okay. Um, an Ikigai wellness person asked, how do you decide what aspect of wellness you want to help others with? I mean, that will come innately and naturally. Look at the gifts that God and Buddha and the universe and stardust gave to you and utilize that towards your goal. That is like so important to do. Also, it's important to be original in the work that you're doing, you know, like You've got to really focus on what you want in this life and be good, but also be centered and start focusing on things that you know can really help others and really practice something inside of your heart where you say, I know I'm good at massage therapy, so I'm going to go and help others. I know I'm a great listener, so I'm going to train to become a therapist. I know I'm great at cooking, so I'm going to go to the local soup kitchen. I know I'm a good communicator, so I'm going to go work PR for a nonprofit. That's the way you should look at things. Let your job and all of your dreams sort of chase you instead of chasing it, if that makes sense. Just put it out there, though, and give yourself that grace. Somebody asked me if I'm single. Um, Thanks for the question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry, you guys know I, like, read these off real time to you. Um, okay, Girl on the Eve asks, Girl on the Eve, number one, Woman show, how do you manage, A, overwhelm, and B, difficult people? I think what you're asking is, as a woman, how do you manage overwhelming stuff and how do you manage difficult people I mean first I acknowledge that um people difficult people because my mother told me this you know in everyday life there is going to be difficult people oh yeah I work with them all the time so sorry if you work with my mom and you've heard that she's probably not talking about you (laughs) but My mother reminds us that even if you have the simplest job and she's a school teacher, there will always be difficult people. It is part of the process. Embrace them and be glad that you're not like them. And when you said when you're overwhelmed, the best thing I think to do that I've been working on is Tara has taught me to take pause in my life. Take pause when you're having an argument with your significant other, Take pause when you're about to explode over your finances and not finding a job. Take pause to reflect. Don't go into panic mode. It won't get you anywhere. Focus on the positives if you can, even when it fucking sucks. And I know it sucks right now, but this ain't shit compared to what our ancestors went through. So we don't need to be complaining. We need to be stepping up and asking, how can I help in this time? We need to start complaining and start being part of the solution. That is way more important. One of the things I told you that really works is voting, wearing a mask, and staying safe at home. I think there is one last question here that I would love to answer. Oh my God, you guys that write to me about my books, too, thank you so much. You make my heart melt. I'll be posting more recipes, but I need your help to share more of my work. Please stop sharing all the shithead people that have like too many followers and also half of them are fake. (laughs) I have a long, long, very real resume. I just don't like to show it off because in Toku, my parents taught me to be humble. Ah, yes. Ellen Haxby wrote a great question. What are a few of your go-to favorite cookbooks offered, authored by women? Well, first of all, Alice Waters is a goddess. I love her, and I love her work. I have a few friends that I really love in food. Um, I think uh, the, one of the first ones that comes to mind is Against All Grain by Danielle Walker. What a Doll. I love my girlfriend, Allie, who wrote in Spiralized. I love Deliciously Ella. Um, Ella writes vegan cookbooks. I'm really big fans of my girlfriend Sahara Rose. Her cookbooks are geared towards Ayurveda. uh, And I also, I'm trying to think out loud here. Um, I mean, you asked by women only, but I think Dr. Andrew Weil's work is very notable and you should check out his food because it's always a little bit healthier. And last but not least, I think um, Thug Kitchen is really fun because they're super cool and I'm just dying. How can I forget who else is out there? I think that, um, oh, I love my friend Julie who writes the Superfood series and my friend Lee Holmes who writes um, a Supercharged series not to confuse them. Julie Morris does super food books and Lee Holmes does super charged books. Love them both to pieces. You can follow me at Instagram at Candace Kumai. You can check out the Wabi Sabi podcast and please give it five stars and a juicy comment. I read them all. I'm sorry for all the cursing and all the other things and I'm working on being a better person, but I'm not perfect. And I secretly think you enjoy it, so I probably won't stop. Um, But also, please don't forget to sign up for my newsletter. And just as a recap, you guys have got to check out the podcast that I just did with Jenna Kutcher on reinventing yourself. Check out Create and Cultivate's Beauty and Wellness Expo. You can buy tickets based off of my newsletter on special. So make sure you sign up for my newsletter and please pick up my book, Kintsugi wellness for a friend this week and send it to them. It's the best thing that you could do in secret for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Remember to be clear as day when moving forward in your career, work with kindness always because you never know what others are going through and there's no better way, but to be kind, keep culture sacred and deep. And respect others' cultures. Go vote because it's the only way you're going to make the biggest difference this year. Make sure you're registered today. Educate yourself on where you come from. Go get some more skills and pick up a new book this week. My favorite recommendation is Radical Acceptance by Tara Brotch. Do the self-work before you criticize others. When you're graduating this year, it's important to remember to keep your head held high. Like I said, a lot of bad stuff's going to happen. The Japanese way of looking at this is called Mono no Aware, and the Japanese will teach us on the darkness and pathos of life. It is a natural process to the light. You must remember light and darkness cannot live without one or the other but rather in tandem together in balance and perfect harmony. Dear America, I know you're trying your best, but your best isn't really good enough right now. So please do a better job of taking care of others. Volunteer somewhere to pick up a new community. Go read a new book. Take good care of your family. Be careful, wear your masks. Stay indoors when you can. And be a good person and a good samaritan as much and as possible as much oh geez as much as possible and it's always possible i gotta go you guys i think i'm losing it <laughs> but know that i'm here trucking keeping it positive positive. and yes i'm always going to be here for you guys dear girls congratulations on your graduation as well kim and augustina on my team i'm so proud of you keep crushing it education is paramount to the success of everything in this life so please keep it smart and keep it educated ciao